for me, it was the right fit you know, against the New York Giants. Like, this is this is the New York Giants. If you don't like it, then you're welcome to leave. But that's the way that we do things around here. Man, I'm so blessed. It's crazy. I've been manifesting New York. I, I kind of had a feeling it was going to be New York, but now that we're here, man, God is good. Once a giant, always a giant. For me, it's only a giant. Welcome, everybody, to a special edition of All In with Art Stapleton, a New York Giants podcast brought to you by NorthJersey.com. I am your host, Art Stapleton, and it is what it is. That was the phrase that Saquon Barkley tweeted at 3.54 p.m., six minutes shy of the 4 p.m. deadline for franchise tag players to reach a long-term agreement. And shortly thereafter... I received confirmation, as did others, that no deal was reached between the Giants and Saquon. So we'll get into what all that means, my initial reaction. And moving forward, now we are within nine days of this team, at least the veterans, reporting for training camp. The rookies report on Tuesday. And so now what? We spent all these months talking about the what-ifs and what will Saquon do and what will the Giants do. I will give you everything I know, give you my take as to what's happening and what will go forward. First off, Saquon Barkley is a very good football player. He is the best playmaker on the Giants' offense. Close second is Daniel Jones. I think if you don't say that, they work in tandem together. Yes, Daniel Jones needs Saquon, and I think Saquon needs Daniel Jones. But the reality is, pound for pound, the best player on this team got a big extension this offseason, and that's Dexter Lawrence, the second best player on this team, and maybe eventually the top player on this team is Andrew Thomas, and he will be getting a long-term extension at some point within the next year or so. So here we're at. Everyone's upset. Everyone would have been upset. If you believe Saquon Barkley should have been signed to a long-term deal, you are upset right now. If you believe Saquon Barkley should not have been signed to a long-term deal and you wanted him to play out the tag, well, then you're probably celebrating right now. The reality is, for the New York Giants in 2023, this is not a great situation to move forward over the next month. This isn't a good deal for Brian Dable or his coaching staff, for Daniel Jones, for any Giants fan who wants to see this team compete. Make that clear. But long term... You have a general manager, and now it's very clear with Joe Shane that he has the stomach for this, that he's able to make decisions not solely based on sentiment. And that's been long a criticism of the Giants, that they make decisions based on their heart rather than their head. And people point to the criticism and the struggles that they've had saying that they made too many decisions based on their heart and not their head. And I think Joe Shane this year in this offseason, I wrote a column on NorthJersey.com. I'll write it again tomorrow, and I'll tell you here. This was a huge 
offseason for Joe Shane as a general manager. His first to deal with the signings, potentially, and it turned out to be, three of his top five players, most important players. I have a list of most impactful players that's been running on NorthJersey.com. We're at number seven on Monday that ran today. Uh, we're going all the way down to one. Three of the guys are in the top five that were up for contract discussions this offseason. Shane went to the 11th hour with Daniel Jones, got him signed to a contract. Yes, there was criticism. They set their value on Daniel Jones, and they got their contract done. Dexter Lawrence, they set a contract value for Dexter Lawrence. They got a contract done. With Saquon Barkley, they ultimately set a value with the franchise tag. They tried to get a deal done. I don't have the particulars, but here's what I can tell you about the negotiations, at least within the last couple days. I was told, I know, Ryan Dunleavy of the New York Post reported that the original guarantees in the latest deal last week was $19.5 million. I can tell you, I spoke to several people on Saturday, and the number had gone up to $22 million guaranteed and a smidge beyond that. That's what I was told. Now, how did that affect the average per year? Well, I believe the Giants dropped the average per year. They raised the guarantees, but dropped the average per year for the contract. That likely did not sit well on the other side because Saquon's getting something in one area, but not in the other. I was told that there were no talks on Sunday. That was planned. They were going to come into Monday. Both sides knew where they needed to go. They knew they had a lot of work to get done. And at 3.15, I got a call from someone saying they see a path to a deal. Now, seeing a path to a deal does not mean a deal gets done. And obviously, we found out about 42 minutes later that that was not going to happen. And my sense is the Giants conceded, Saquon conceded some areas, they still had ways to go, they could not come to an agreement, it got to a point where, like I said, 354, Saquon tweets that out, it is what it is, that was clearly a sign that there was no deal. So now they move on. So what's next? Let's go with Saquon first. No, they cannot sign a long-term deal now until the end of the 2023 regular season. That's it. It's done. Saquon's choices for this season, a one-year $10.1 million guaranteed contract as the franchise tag, which remains unsigned. Because he's unsigned, he can skip training camp. He doesn't have to report to the Giants. There is no financial penalty. There's also no financial gain for players. Their contracts don't kick in until the, se the regular season begins. So what does that mean? Come the regular season, if Saquon Barkley still has not reported, this is not the Giants fining him. This is his weekly pay, one-seventeenth one, one of that franchise tag goes away goes back into the giant salary cap and they are not responsible for paying that. It's about 600 grand every week 
for every game that Saquon misses. He'll never make that money back up this season, and it's likely he'll never make that money up next year. So it's very hard to see Saquon sit out a game. Will he? That's quite possible. The one thing I do know about Saquon Barkley, if he believes in something enough, you can't test him. He believes in it. And there's part of that that I respect, that he believes he's fighting for something, and he's going to fight for it. Now, that doesn't mean this hyperbole, the idea of, oh, the Giants embarrassed themselves, they're never going to win without Saquon. Saquon took the gamble here. This isn't a gamble by the Giants. This is a decision that Joe Shane believed he had to make for the future of this team. That's the reality. Could it backfire? Sure. Not every decision works out. And if the Giants don't have Saquon Barkley and he decides to sit out and lose money, well, then they will have to play without, like I said, their best offensive playmaker. Does that mean they're going to all of a sudden lose games? No, that doesn't mean that. So the options for Saquon, as I just laid it out there, it's very hard to envision him sitting out an entire season. What I will say is this idea that it's guaranteed that the Giants will use another franchise tag next year back-to-back on Saquon, that's 120% of this year's salary. I'm not so sure that's an absolute because the Giants can make decisions next year in the offseason to go cheaper at running back, to go younger. Maybe they draft someone. And then all of a sudden, you've already had this impasse with Barkley. What does that mean going forward? Now, Saquon Barkley wants to win as a Giant. He wants to stay as a Giant. He loves these teammates. This locker room loves Saquon Barkley. So there is that aspect now that Brian Dable and his coaching staff will have to navigate. There's no question. But this idea that they're going to lose faith in Joe Shane, Joe Shane just just ultimately shelled out more than $240 million to two of the most respected players on this team in Daniel Jones and Dexter Lawrence. So don't tell me now that because they held a firm line with Saquon, that all of a sudden the locker room is going to look crooked at Joe Shane in this front office and say, you're not doing what's best for this football team. I'm not buying that. This is business. It's a cruel part of the business. If all things were equal and there wasn't a hard salary cap, Saquon Barkley would be making a heck of a lot more than the $10.1 million franchise tag. Because running backs have now taken a hit. Inside linebackers have taken a hit. Safeties have taken a hit. Why? Because now all of a sudden, interior offensive linemen are getting paid more. Interior defensive linemen are getting paid more. That market has skyrocketed. Right tackles are are approaching, uh, not there at left tackle market, but they are close. And corners are being paid a ton. And wide receivers are paid a ton. So somewhere along the line, the roster allocation ends up having to pay for the salary cap money going elsewhere. And running back is a position that is taking a hit. So what do the Giants do? I think they treat this summer as if Saquon Barkley is not on this team. I think that's ultimately how you have to handle this practice. You have to get Eric Gray more reps. You have to consider bringing in a veteran running back. Now, I'm not talking about a high-priced running back. 
But you have to consider all options here. If Saquon got to this point, and look, the Giants were in these negotiations. They know what Saquon wanted, uh, what his reps wanted, and where we're at. They need to look at this situation and say, we need to do what's best for the Giants for 2023. Obviously, what's best for the Giants in 2023 is Saquon Barkley signs the franchise tag and he suits up in week one in enough time to go out there and take their best shot at the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday Night Football. But the Giants have to move forward from that perspective. This idea that media questions every day are going to be a distraction, no, they're not. They're not. We're going to ask questions, maybe not me personally, but we as a group We'll ask questions, and they'll diffuse the situation. Joe Shane and Brian Dable, when they do their joint practice uh, press conference to kick off training camp, they'll be asked a million questions about Saquon Barkley, and they'll give their answers, and they'll be prepared, and every player will be prepared with their Saquon answers, but it will not be the distraction and people think it's going to be. It's not. Because this is not a at least to this point, a situation where Saquon is now going to go out there and badmouth the Giants and say this team isn't good. And, you know, he may say things privately that he's upset the way things were handled. But this was not a sentimental situation. This was a cut and dried negotiation, hard line. The Giants viewed the value of the player at one spot. The player viewed his value at another and they just could not get to an agreement. And that's the way it is. So we're going to have to see how it plays out. The ball's in Saquon's court right now. There's nothing Saquon Barkley can do to convince the Giants to give him a better deal for this year. It is possible that on a one-year deal, the team could give the player a higher number than what the franchise tag is. So, for example, the Giants could pay Saquon one year $15 million instead of 10.1. They're not going to do that. They held the line here for a reason. That's where it is. So Joe Shane is going to catch a lot of heat from a segment of the fan base who believes that this is over now, that Saquon Barkley is going to uh, – this decision is going to sandbag the entire season. I'm not buying it. The Giants have good players in place. They have young players they expect to step up. And I think eventually Saquon Barkley will be back with this team and competing alongside the guys that respect him and want to win with him. This is hard. It's a hard pill to swallow. This was not easy, I'm sure, for anyone involved. Saquon's done just about everything right as a Giant. And the Giants could have chosen to reward him for what he is off the field. They could have done that. In some ways, they probably feel like they have rewarded him as the number two pick in the draft. But right now, this is where we're at. We'll obviously have much more over the next couple weeks, but this is our instant reaction to the Saquon Barkley news. And I'll leave you with this. It is what it is. Saquon's tweet, his social media words, that's kind of what hangs over this right now. Appreciate you being all in. We'll stay all in with the Giants. Keep it right here and read all our coverage on NorthJersey.com.